Geekish Cast Episode 45 Can Technology Make It Better? Uh, we are continuing our uh, Star Trek conversation with uh, Paul. How you doing there, Paul? Doing pretty good. And Roy? What's up, Roy? Uh, nothing's up, Roy, but thanks for asking. <laughs> and Marco. How's things over there, Marco? Doing great, Jeremy. How are you? Doing well, thank you. And um, we're going to keep going with the Star Trek theme, and we're going to ask, how can Star Trek be improved upon? And Paul, since this was kind of a topic that, that was near and dear to your heart, why don't you start us off with a couple of your thoughts? Uh why wasn't the uh, more of the show of Wi-Fi based? And you mean just access to information between devices? And obviously, if you've got an Android, you, you got, could have you got data. Why wasn't he Bluetooth to the rest of the ship? <laughs> like, <laughs> that's a, why did he have to physically interact with everything? Like in uh, uh, this contact, why w- why did he have to go over and start banging his fingers on the screen? Now, great. It made for a great interaction on the movie, but why didn't he just sit there and all of a sudden, okay, the computer's locked out? Well, yeah. And Bluetooth did in. Just because all of us didn't know much about Wi-Fi, uh, wireless capability at the time, you know tech guys were already working on it. Yeah, it's yeah. only the logical conclusion to where everything was going. Yeah, um, but because... What I would say about Data, though, is his, his quest to be human. So... If he wants to become more and more human, being plugged in Wi-Fi to everything around him, I mean, really is the opposite of what he was wanting to be and go for. But in an emergency well, situation. But it's not the opposite of what humans are like right now. Ooh, you bring up a good point, because you know we're going to plug that stuff right into our head as soon as we can. So Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, uh, We're going to have, yeah, it's only going to be a matter of time until... We have some kind of device that will display it on the back of our retina for us to interact with. Well, it's getting uh, like, closer. You've got Google Glass right now. Well, some people have well, Google Glass. One of the best things about Star Trek is that they always seem to be ahead of their time. I mean, you know, they had cell phones before, you know, cell phones are out. They had uh, uh, communication devices, tablets, uh, even Google Glass you just mentioned. I know they had... Uh, interactive glasses and i think it was ds9 at some point um so i mean they're always on they're always like a, a step ahead they don't get it quite right but they're always you know coming up with the next innovation kind of on the show oh sure and in in some cases they actually create the innovation you know that when people were developing the cell phone they wanted to make the flip phone because it was like star trek Yeah, exactly flip it out and you know call your buddies yeah that was actually, you know, that was something they were absolutely shooting for, was making the future like Star Trek had seen the future. Okay, now in regards to the flip phones and everything. Sure. Okay, our technology started with the flip phones of being a screen that was only two inches big. Then the flip phones started getting bigger, and now you see these guys and girls walking around with a cell phone that's about eight inches big out of their back pocket. Yeah, sure. Yeah, so, their head. yeah in Star Trek... They're walking around with these little medical tricorders with a screen that's about four inches big. But yet we have a holodeck that can create this hologram in front of them, and they can interact it. Why don't they have 
a little pad that's like a cell phone, push the button, and a hologram shows up in front of them of all the information they need. Well, and I'll I'll bet I'll bet dollars to donuts we will see technology like that on the new Star Trek series if they do. But it I have to wonder, futuristic yeah, if, era. I'm sorry, yeah, if it's in an era where it would work. Um, but I, I would have to wonder how many technological advances did they pass on because in 1987 you just couldn't do that on television. Yeah, budgetary concerns. You can't have holograms popping up, you know. You know, yeah. in the middle of a tricorder like that. So, yeah. And uh, when they were doing Next Gen and Deep Space Nine, you know, the the digital special effects revolution was just starting. You know, you got to remember, even their spaceships were still physical models when they were doing. Yeah, and then they uh, slipped over to using mm-hmm. Lightwave, the computer program, right. doing a lot of their stuff. What was it what seventh season or or sixth season of Deep Space Nine? They finally went to all computer. I, yeah. yeah, it was it was there at the yeah there at the very end of Deep Space Nine where they started where they switched over to and that. Voyager was all CG. Yes, it was, and it actually looked good. Did you any of you guys watch Babylon Five? Yeah, I watched some. Oh yeah, it was all CG. Okay, and it was all early CG. So if you go back and you look at it now, you're just like, wow, that looks like shit. Thank because the yeah, thank God the uh, the stories carry it. Yeah. No, that's, you know, I love that show. And that's, I think that was one of the reasons I never got into Deep Space Nine all that much, because I just looked at that and went, well, all they did was remake Deep Space Nine, or make Babylon 5 in the uh, Star Trek universe. I always thought that Babylon 5 was better than Deep Space Nine. Oh, absolutely. Uh, there yes. was, I still, story-wise, absolutely, yeah. Yeah. Because then he knew re- what he was doing. Yeah, I still rewatch yeah. that show about every two, three years, beginning to end. Here comes the Inquisitor, season two. Oh, with, uh, Jack the Ripper? Yes. Yeah, there's some good stuff. That, in there. You know, he's talking about rebooting a new movie universe of Babylon 5. That, that would be cool. Yeah, so he's supposed to, I guess, this year or next, he says he's going to have the first script done. And somehow he got the rights back from Warner Brothers. So he owns Babylon 5. Nice. Yeah, that should be pretty cool. Are you guys a fan of, uh, now that we're kind of diverging off of Star Trek a little bit, are you guys uh, fans of uh, Battlestar Galactica? Oh, yeah. 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 Is the, are they still going ahead with the movie? I, I heard they're rebooting a movie. Yeah, that I haven't looked into it too much further than I read the headline and like a paragraph that they're doing a reboot movie of Battlestar Galactica, but I think that's like literally all they've said about it. Yeah, I don't remember hearing anything else other than that. Yeah, I think. I mean, but there's a lot of things. Like, just last night, somebody sent me on Twitter a note saying that Charmed was getting a reboot, and all it was was Alyssa Milano saying that she opened to it. Okay, <laughs> yeah, just, right, so I got an idea. Can we stop rebooting and just maybe come up with a new show? Um, Let's see. Well, actually, have you guys watched The Expanse yet? No, it's I've been wanting to get into that. Okay. I, I've seen little bits and pieces. I saw a uh, the trailer because I was curious what it was about. That looked freaking good. It's, okay, so go ahead. I was I, oh I was asking what the Expanse was. I haven't heard anything. Okay, so the Expanse. I actually discovered it over the summer. Um, I I do outside sales, so I'm in my car, you know, eight hours a day during the work week, 
and um, I have an Audible uh, an Audible account, and I read an article on io9 about the Expanse series. So I got the first book, and I was hooked from the word go. It's basically mankind has spread out throughout the solar system, and there are people on on Mars. And Earth is overpopulated. Matter of fact, the lead character in the book has eight parents because you get a tax break the more parents you have to the fewer children because Earth is so overpopulated. Um, but it starts off, it's a murder mystery and a war story at the same time that all ties together. So you have Earth and Mars are in conflict with each other, but you also have a terrorist group called the Outer Planet Alliance, which is people that have lived off-world so long that they are physically actually different than human beings now. They are taller, thinner, have larger heads, and they can't take the gravity on Earth. And they're trying to fight for their own independence. Um, it's really a great series. The first, the first 10 or 12 episodes they did on Sci-Fi covered the first half of the first book. But if you get a chance, go check that out, because if you want to talk about great sci-fi happening now that's semi-original and not just a rehash of stuff we've had in the past. Now that that, that premise right there sounds beautiful. I love yeah. that. Between just sticking into the solar system and the, the, the differences that would emerge from living on different planets and the political systems that would emerge from that, that is mm -hmm. really intriguing. I like that. I'm going to check that yeah, out. Oh, definitely check it out. I mean, read the book if you've got the time, but if you don't, just watch the show. They did a great job. Thomas Jane is in it. He plays a detective. Um, so they got a couple names in there as well, but okay. it's really, really an outstanding series. Um, yeah, and they do, like, it's all pretty. I, I think the thing was the guy was going to do a tabletop role-playing game, and he got hooked up with a writer, and they were looking at it, and the guy had the world so well planned out, he was like, well, why don't you just write a book? And that's what happened. But they've got it, like, the ships are all physics. They're, like, basically besides a few jumps that you'd have to take to cover, you know, how do you get that much fuel into a ship that small? But, like, all the gravity is is in the direction of thrust on the ship, so it's almost hard science fiction as well. And I'm nice. definitely going to have to get into it. You're, like, the ultimate yeah. salesman. Yeah, you're selling it right now real hard. So. Oh, it's and I'll I'll make sure I put links to everything on the show notes for that as well because it is definitely worth checking out. Um, so yeah, I mean that you know that gets us away from Star Trek. Um, have you guys? Let's see, Roy, have you been keeping up with the CW uh, DC superhero shows at all? Uh, I've been keeping up with Flash and um, DC Legends. Uh, okay. Also, Supergirl. I think if she's on CW as well. Uh, she's CBS here in the States, but uh, it might be okay. CW overseas. I'm not sure. You saw, been here. Yeah, well, you saw that they're going to do a Flash Supergirl crossover, right? Yeah, I saw that. I'm I'm thinking that's not going to be cool. Oh, I think that'll be fun. Um, go ahead. I'll let you first. What? You know, let me. I'm gonna I'm gonna carry out a thought, just kind of on the shows in general. So when they started Arrow. They kind of went like, well, it's going to be about the Green Arrow, but we're not going to call him the Green Arrow, and it's not going to be very superhero-y, and he's going to murder people. And then as that was going on, they got further from that idea and closer to the comic book side of things. And then The Flash came out, and The Flash was a superhero show, and people went batshit for it. People loved it. Yeah, so everybody goes, oh, well, yeah. So everybody realizes, well, we got to do superheroes. 
But I think as Flash has gotten better, Arrow has just flat fucking fallen apart. Oh, really? I, I have, see, I haven't yeah. watched any of Arrow. <laughs> yeah, it's it's like a friend and I were talking um, a week or two back, and he was, hey, he goes, tell me what the... He goes, tell me what the plot line for this season is in Arrow. And I just, I stared at him blankly. I'm like, I, I don't fucking know. <laughs> you know. I was just like, wow. But uh, Legends of Tomorrow and The Flash are fun, and they have just put their arms all the way around being a superhero show. Yeah. I'm kind of wondering what they're going to do with, you know, you got Mr. Cold there. Mm-hmm. And he, he's kind of on the line. You know, he's not the comic book bad guy that you, you're used to seeing for him. He's kind of on the fence. He's not quite a bad guy, but he's not quite a good guy. He's kind of in it for himself. Oh, absolutely. And you know, he, he, he was, wanted to go, go either way in the future. Yeah, well, you know, and with the Flash in the comics, his villains, he, he always had that group called the Rogues Gallery, or the Rogues. Yeah. Gallery and his villains, yeah, but his villains were always, except for the really bad ones, his villains a lot of times, like, they wouldn't really, like, they're not going to kill people, they're not going to really harm innocent people, so a lot of his villains were always kind of middle line anyways, so... Yeah, Captain Boomerang that, and all them. Yeah, so that is actually with uh, Leonard Snart, that's kind of close to where he is, in the, or was in the comics at one point. Okay. See, I haven't read comics in a long time, so... And I was more of a Marvel kid than a DC kid. Yeah. Well, and, you know, I, I've always been a DC guy, but that's why I wanted to kind of talk about that. Hey, um, Marco, let me, I'm going to throw a Star Wars question at you. Sounds good for your song. That's my specialty. There we go. <laughs> oh, no, there goes the world. No, well, hang on, because this is, you know, this is my favorite question right now. Who is Ray? Uh, <laughs> the classic who is Ray question? Yes. Um, well, that's, you know, this has been my favorite theory so far. I don't know if it's going to be true. Um, cause they, they've been saying that, you know, it's going to be a unique thing, something they haven't really mm-hmm. done before. Um, so that makes me go, ah, uh, maybe, probably not Luke's kid. Even though if I had to put money down, I would go at Luke's kid. But my favorite theory so far about Ray's origin is a reincarnation of Anakin. I saw that one recently, and... I- at first, I kind of knee-jerked when I first read it. I'm like, that's fucking stupid. And then I thought about it. I'm like, that's actually kind of genius. You mean a clone? No, 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 no. No, a, a, a reincarnation. A complete reincarnation is next life to right his wrongs from the previous. Um, I think it's something new. It'll, it um, it kind of goes, you know, the Force is kind of, it has that kind of Buddhist kind of feel and everything. Um, so I can Balance. definitely see them bringing in reincarnation. Um, also, it also seemed like Kylo at some point was talking to Darth Vader, maybe the dark side of Darth Vader, um, when he was, you know, show me the power of the dark side again and I'll finish, you know, what you started. But it doesn't, it doesn't seem like he was talking back to him anymore. So that made me kind of think, well, maybe, you know, he's kind well, he of disappeared. Exactly chance. Oh, that's actually kind of interesting. So, because... Because he's reincarnated, there wouldn't be a force no, ghost awesome. anymore to do exactly. it. Exactly. That's kind of cool. I hadn't, I, I hadn't like got that, that far. Movie. I like that. I'm putting, a lot, yeah. I'm putting that down as, as one of my favorites right now. Reincarnated Anakin. Yeah, um, something new. Does so that I think your Kenobi one? Well, no, that's still going to be my absolute favorite. 
is that, um, Mark, I don't know if you've heard, but my theory is that Ben Kenobi had a bastard daughter somewhere. Uh, and, I've heard the theory before, yeah. Yeah, and that she's going to be Luke and uh, little baby Kenobi's child. And that way you get both both important Jedi lineages are covered. Oh, and, oh no, and, that's part of the theory I have not heard before. Yeah, which and like a lot. Ex- it explains her accent as well, because accents matter. Oh, yeah, she's definitely from the uh, upper class of the galaxy somewhere. Yeah, even though she grew up on a butthole planet where everything, you know, was covered in dirt. She's got a snooty accent. Tip and Anakin growing up atmosphere. Well, and that's the thing. That's why when he was talking about the reincarnation, yeah, he explained her affinity for machinery and her raw power with the Force. And piloting abilities. I mean, they mm-hmm. even do the throwback where it's the same thing as in uh, episode one when uh, little Annie put on the, the little helmet and was sitting there and then Ray puts on that little helmet and has that goofy thing going on. Oh, you're you right. Know, it's, it's like almost a parallel, sim- very parallel with uh, her and uh, Anakin. So, Jeez, I think that may have just supplanted my theory in my head, at least for the time Man, being. you got no spine, Jeremy. <laughs> well, except <laughs> it, it's, uh, not, it's not not having a spine. It's just being able to recognize a better theory when you hear it explained well. You know, if you're running so, for a politician right now, you'd be a flip-flopper, you know? You'd be out. Well, exactly. That's why I don't run for politics. That's one of the many reasons I don't run for political office. Um, that's a good one. I like that. Um, hey, do you got you got a theory? Is Snoke somebody we've come across before, or is he just a brand new character? Well, they're saying that he's a brand new character. Um, my money's still on the Darth Plagueis theory. That's been my favorite theory so far. Mm-hmm. Um, if I had to take a next guess, maybe the, the, the Grand Inquisitor from uh, Rebels. But otherwise, oh, I'm... I'll, hey. Yeah? I'm going to... Um, Rebels actually kind of blew that one out of the water. Oh, did it? I'm not up to date on Rebels, so... This newest, newest episode, they kind of... Grand Inquisitor popped back in. Uh, oh, by the way, spoiler alert. <laughs> but, um, I, I would have to say no on that one, but definitely, um... The new Rebels is worth watching. It, it brings a lot of characters from older series in. Um, Ahsoka's in it. Um, Yoda makes an appearance. The Grand Inquisitor makes an appearance. Um, Anakin makes an appearance. Vader makes an appearance. It, hmm. It's definitely. I'm gonna have to. It's definitely a great episode. Absolutely. I need no to get cars. caught up. Yeah, I have. I need to get caught up because I watched. Oh, what was the movie they did right before they did season two? You know, they did that long episode that was basically a movie where they find out that Ahsoka is the the contact that they've had. Oh, like Return to Lothal or something like that. That's it. Yeah, that's that's the last episode I watched because I was gonna uh, basically wait for the season to end. Jeremy, you were so far behind, dude. Oh no no I know I know I know, but I was like I was like stunned by that one because when Vader and Ahsoka reach out in the Force I was absolutely one hundred percent convinced they both knew who the other one was but I didn't follow up and watch. Well, anymore. this episode leaves no doubt that they know who each other are. That's pretty amazing. Oh, I want to see that so, so bad. Disney's doing a really good job of tying them all together. Um, tie in the, the movies, the Clone Wars, 
Um, and now for them to stand on their own with this, it's really starting to come together. They've really, with them go- going away from the kiddish type of first season to this more mm-hmm. Clone Wars second season, a huge turnaround and a really a big increase in the storyline and, and just the way the story is flowing is even better. Okay. Well, I'm definitely going to have to check them out. Um, hey, Paul, so anything you're keeping up on these days uh, that you want to share the word about? Nope. Uh, I'm pretty much falling behind just working on my own personal projects. Okay. And uh, we'll we'll have more about that in the future, but we'll probably address that when we next do a 3D art episode. Or, or not. <laughs> I think you know. it would be probably best if not. Okay. <laughs> so that's that definitely puts you back out in the uh, the Doug Sturk territory of artwork. Uh, I'm going to be on the other side of Doug Sturk. <laughs> Excellent. All right. Um, hey, Arco, anything else you uh, you're following right now that you want to talk about? Um, have you guys uh, have you guys been over the uh, the new Rogue One rumors about you know with Vader being in it and it's supposed to be extremely brutal in it? I have not kept up with the rumors, but I can tell you uh, about a month ago, Paul Vieira and I briefly talked about it, and what we both wanted to see was, like, you got a heist movie at the beginning with the guys getting the Death Star plans, and then Vader shows up and just wipes, them the, wipes the fucking floor with them all and kills yeah. them, and that's how the movie Well, ends. with the way I've heard it, it's supposed to be like a gritty war film, and they're bringing everyone in from, like, Saving Pirate Ryan and Black Hawk Down, and it's supposed to be... It's supposed to be pretty dark for a Star Wars movie, is from what I'm hearing. I want and that Vader I'm, to be Vader, evil. That's the rumor. The, the, the way that they're describing it is Vader's scenes in Rogue One are going to be brutal, is the word they use to describe it. Good. And it, in a war film, I can't think of anything that would make me happier. I am so oh, excited yeah. to see a dangerous vicious Darth Vader. That is really what I want to see out of it. Yeah, because in, in A New Hope, he is he is completely terrorized people. The mention of his name, people cringe. And yeah. I want to see what causes that. Yeah, right now, um, you turn on YouTube and you're like, okay, he's doing MC Hammer, uh, can't touch this, on Disney stages, and you're like, oh, I'm sorry, but I'm not afraid of that. <laughs> yeah. Well, and, you know, in A New Hope, he was kind of a second-string villain, and then Empire is really where he came into his own. I mean, when you think about Darth Vader, you think about the Darth Vader in Empire Strikes Back. That's the one that stands out. You fuck up, and he'll drop your corpse without a second thought. You know, you cross his path, kid or not, he'll chop your fucking arm off. You know? Yeah, pretty exactly. much. You're getting choked. <laughs> your father. Yeah. If you're lucky, you'll only get choked. Yeah, exactly. And um, I think he was, I think Darth Vader as, you know, I hate to even use this kind of pro-corporate bullshit talk, but as a brand, Darth Vader was damaged by the prequel trilogy. I agree with that 100%. Yeah. He, you know, he was a simpering little snot-nosed fucking brat kid, and then he's a child murderer, and then he's Frankenstein's monster. I just, I, I can't stand what they did to Darth Vader in those movies. Well, I'm okay with him being a child murderer, being the baddest guy in the galaxy. But, yeah, I mean, it's just the, the, the acting and progression they had to get him there just didn't seem to really, uh, it didn't connect right. Yeah, whining, I, I didn't buy it. The whininess you know, look, didn't. That was counterproductive. 
Yeah. Well, I just didn't buy, you know, oh, I'm a Jedi. Okay, I'm maybe not a Jedi. I'm maybe willing to listen to this evil guy because it'll save my wife's life. Oh, kill a room full of children? Okay, I'll be right back. Yeah, it was like just a, a huge jump from just switching to, all right, child murder now. You know, yeah, it's like, it, you seem like you ease into something like that. <laughs> I would I would hope there would be a transition because up until that moment, Anakin was still a good guy in the story. Right, and you could even put himself in the shoes that he was confused and thought he was doing the right thing and that maybe Mace was trying to do his own thing, you know, because yeah. you know, he had problems with the but, council. That stuff I could go with. Yeah, but, but the child murder right after that, I have to meet them more than halfway. I have to do all the heavy lifting to get to that exactly. one. Exactly. Yeah. Now, had it developed more, I could definitely see him doing it further down the line. Oh, sure. If he was already, if they had already built in stronger anti-Jedi sentiment into his character, and and kind of, and if if Paul had been there whispering in his ear the whole time, like, thanks a lot, those kids, those kids are all going to grow up and be (laughs) fucked up. Those kids are all going to grow up to be fucked up. You're doing them a favor by taking them out now. They're not going to, you know, if they grow up under the Jedi reign, they're, they're going to have a loveless life. They're going to be tools of the machine. That would start to explain it, but they literally just exactly. like flip the switch. That, that'd yeah. be perfect if they did something like that. Or Make if even sound if... like I'm evil. <laughs> yeah, because, you know, he was... Not us all. Yeah, we have cookies. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, cake and pie at the dark side party. Come on over. We have cookies and Daz Studio. Yeah. You got, a, got a couple kids in the back and you take care of but... <laughs> That was a little little inside joke there. <laughs> All right. Okay, guys. Well, we're starting to run down on time. Um, anything else you want to hit before we call it a day? I'm all good. I'm good. Paul? No, I'm good. Shit, Paul's never out of words. Okay, well, <laughs> we must have beat that topic up pretty good. All right. Hey, Marco, thank you for joining us. Hey, loved it. I uh, hope you'll come back with us again sometime. Yeah, um, maybe we'll invite me anytime. What? Excellent. We'll do a little, little more in-depth Star Wars stuff coming up here pretty soon. Um, so, Marco, again, if people want to find you on the interwebs, where can they look you up? Uh, you can find me at iSyn. That's iSyn Gaming. Uh, YouTube, Twitter, Facebook, all over the web. So just Google that. You'll find me. They're great. What do you do? On, what do you do on YouTube? Uh, well, I do. Um, I was doing gaming uh, Let's Plays and reviews. Um, I'm going to start that back up now. Oh, okay. Great. Um, any, what game are you hot on right now, and what system are you using? Uh, I'm part of the PC Master Race. So, uh, okay. Uh, I play a lot of strategy games. Um, the game that's really uh, taking over my life right now is uh, Heroes of the Storm, the uh, battle strategy arena from Blizzard. Okay. Good uh, choice, company. Yeah, they, they did a great job with it. Um they're doing professional gaming stuff now with it too, which is becoming pretty popular. So I don't know. It's a lot of fun, and it's a I don't know. It's a good. It's a good. Good place to be. I like it. Oh, right on. No, I'm, I'm a big gamer. Matter, matter of fact, back in the '90s in the Super Nintendo Genesis era, I owned a used video game store. Powerful. Yeah, so I've, I, I'm definitely a big old fucking game nerd. Yeah, I've got a PS4. Uh, so far, I haven't really found any games on the PS4 that I'm in love with, though. Still probably playing the PS3 even more. All right. Well, thank you, Marco. Hey, Paul, people want to find you on the Internet. Where can they find you at? PDSmith at DeviantArt.com. And that's check out his artwork. And, Roy, how about you? Uh, Shadowhawk1 at DeviantArt.com. 
Great. All right, guys. You can find us at geekishcast.com. We're on Facebook at facebook.com slash geekishcast. And I tweet from at the geekishcast. So long, everybody.